You're listening to Inside Acting. To find out more and make a donation, visit InsideActingPodcast.com. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Inside Acting. My name is AJ Meyer. And my name is Trevor Elgott. And on this podcast, we attempt to crack the code of the entertainment industry one conversation at a time. And to that end, we of course bring on casting directors, managers, agents, all number Writers, of directors, of yeah, anybody involved. The entertainment industry. Yeah. We bring those interviews to you. Yeah. And, uh, and to that end, we, to that end as well, um, we also invite you guys to, um, Get in touch with us. There are a myriad ways to do that. Just hit up our website, insideactingpodcast.com, for the 12 billion ways to call us, email us, tweet us, whatever, um, and uh, you know, lend your opinion and your point of view to the discussion, because um, there is no one right way to go about this career path, and uh, we want to make sure that we get as much good information out there. So get in touch with us, insideactingpodcast.com. Yes. Cool. And welcome. And we actually have um, a, a voicemail and an email, I think, today. So yeah. your voice is actually on the podcast today. Yeah, speaking um, of, we got speaking of, of that. Yeah. Um, so we had, we had a few in the last episode, so really appreciate you guys sending those in. That uh, led to some really great discussion, mm-hmm. and we've got some today. In addition to part two with the uh, ever-so-lovely Lori Records, who... Um, was just a delight to yeah. uh, interview her, and um, we're really excited. And she she definitely um, has some good insights. I hope you guys liked part one, and uh, we hope you enjoy part two as well. Cool. <clears throat> Before we jump into everything, I just want to give a quick shout-out and thank you to Randy Lee Hose. Um, I believe we answered his question on the last uh, podcast, one of his questions, um, but he sent us a nice donation. So thank you very much, Randy, for your support. Actually, this episode is the very first episode we are recording on a brand new mixer board. It's got all sorts of bells and whistles above and beyond what we were using before, um, most of which you can't really see, but apparently which are built in. Um, so maybe the sound quality is a little better. It, it takes up less power. All sorts of fun stuff. So you guys enabled this. Thank you so much for helping us keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, you are all part of the podcast now. We have a, a, a new pop filter, one new mic stand, and a, yeah. and a mixer board thanks to you guys. So, um, you know, we don't have to um, jerry-rig yeah. <laughs> something together like we did in the last episode. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, it, it feels great to have everyone's support, and we're glad, um, first and foremost, that you are finding... Um, something of value in the podcast. And so we really appreciate uh, all of your, your donations. We're putting them right back into the podcast to yeah. good use. So yeah, for sure. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. Um, also wanted to give a shout out to um, <clears throat> Kate Lane, who I believe just started following us on Twitter. We do have a new Twitter account. Oh yeah, we um, should pin- we haven't really talked about that. We should that. plug that it's at the beginning and yeah. at the end of the episode because we haven't really talked about it that much. Just in the last episode, we we finally had one, um, and we somehow managed to get twitter.com slash inside acting um the god the, uh, the the internet gods have smiled upon us multiple times uh with since, our voicemail yeah our voicemail uh two one three two actors and then you know we 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 no one else had uh twitter.com slash inside acting so yeah we were super excited about all of that so and nobody and, had inside acting podcast or well not maybe not the podcast but you know inside acting is a pretty sweet name for a, an acting show i think yeah <laughs> nobody had it so yeah. score so, um, so thank yeah. you so much uh, to our donators, our listeners, and um, and everybody out there. You guys are fantastic, and you are motivating us and keeping us going. And um, we can't thank you enough. So, do you want to? Yeah, let's roll. We got a bunch of uh, questions, stuff to talk about. Stuff we have two two questions. Um, yeah. Let's see, um, Stephen Wolf. I don't think we talked about this one in the last uh, uh, episode. We didn't. This, um, this email is probably mm, maybe a few weeks old. Yeah, it's a few. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting on a month old. But, Stephen, thank you for listening, and thank you for sending in your question. Um, we did have, a, uh, obviously, we had a backlog. We talked about that in the last episode, but trying to get to everyone. Um, Stephen, basically, 
I, I'm going to try and distill down his question into he's he's just asking us about sort of voiceover specific subjects. First of all, I just want to say that one of our goals on the podcast is to get someone who does voiceovers for a living. Um, well, we I mean we had you know David Lawrence, David Lawrence who um, you know does that in addition to uh, you know his acting career. But mm-hmm. we want to definitely bring on some more um, sort of voiceover specific talent. So um, you know. Um, it's not a subject that we are um, trying to gloss over at all. But he's wondering yeah. if we're going to talk about more voiceover-specific talents. He says he's a non-union talent, um, currently living out of town, uh, meaning not in Los Angeles. Um, he has uh, taken acting classes, voiceover-specific classes, and he recently got his commercial demo professionally done. Um, mm-hmm. Currently looking for an agent and would love any insight into the industry you might have for me um, and others in a similar situation. Yeah, uh, it's a tough one because you know we like neither of us know a ton about voiceover stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I know some good resources maybe to check out. Like Voices dot com has, I think, three separate really good podcasts that deal with the different elements of the voiceover business that I've listened to kind of here and there, and they they sound great. And also Voices dot com has like a if you sign up for an account with them and you, you can do it for free, or maybe you have to pay for it to get this. I'm not sure, but they, once you sign up free or paid, they, they send you a, a couple ebooks that have some interesting information in them, um, which I have yet to read. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. So, um, we are hoping to get another guest on the, on the show that that's a little more voiceover familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess in the meantime, we, the best we can do is point you to those resources. Yeah. I, I would say that, you know, <clears throat> um, in a way there's not a whole lot different between that world and the commercial world, the theatrical acting world, the, you know, uh, in that, uh, what I mean by that is that there's still sort of the same structure. There's casting directors, the casting directors, you know, uh, are, are looking for talent. They, they, they have certain agencies that they trust. They have certain, um, you know, people that they kind of go to. There's these services online where people can record, uh, their voiceover demo and then upload them onto the internet the same way that you would with a acting real sure um yeah so you know the the sort of the structure and the way that you kind of get the jobs are, are, are they have a lot in common um much more in common than they have differences i i would think mm-hmm. um and you know uh, he mentions the idea of getting an agent in the um in the email and yeah an agent is is invaluable especially in that world because you don't have your own face even it's just your voice um so you don't have your own face to sort of sell your product, meaning yourself. Um, and so, uh, having an agent on your side is, is great for that. And there's so many, um, agencies out there who's, who have a department that's just dedicated to just voiceover. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, my commercial agent that I'm with right now, they don't represent me, uh, for, for voiceover. Um, I don't have a voiceover agent, but there is a voiceover, uh, contingent to this agency and they have a recording booth in the office. Awesome. Which I just thought was like really awesome. Like basically any talent that's like on that side of town or doesn't have a way of recording their own, uh, you know, demos or their own, uh, you know, if they get some sides, some copy that they need to read can go into the office and read it right there in the, in Mm -hmm. the booth. Um, so I just thought it was really, um, not only clever, but also kind of nice and like a way of, you know, really taking care of your talent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mean, uh, anything sure. else you want to add to that? Uh, I mean, I, I kind of recently started this kind of side business helping actors record their animation voiceover demos, their character and animation demos. And I started a Twitter account. And right now, since I'm still kind of learning about things, I just kind of troll the internet for for useful articles about tips and tricks for mm-hmm. voiceover actors. And I post them on that Twitter account. So, um, you know, maybe some good stuff will come out of there, too. If you'd like, you can follow Twitter.com slash voiceover demos. How another did you get, another hey, thing that I couldn't believe was available. Yeah, how did you get that? That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but well, uh, yeah. I mean, that's great. That means that somebody wasn't doing it. Yeah, yeah, before, yeah, yeah. So that's fantastic. Yeah. And also follow David Lawrence. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, which I think is what David Lawrence seventeen on D- Twitter. D H Lawrence X V I I. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. D H Lawrence X V I I on Twitter. Um, uh, who doesn't talk that much about 
voiceover on his Twitter account because I follow him. But, you know, he does do, you know, a lot of, of voiceover work or has in the past. Tons. When I was um, over there... To and he was my, a DJ. He was a host. Yeah, too, so. for like 30 years. When I was over there for my... For my for my uh, my demo that he recorded for me, <laughs> he was getting some stuff done. He's like, he's like, can you just chill for a minute or two while I get some stuff done? I'm like, sure. He prints out a piece of paper, turn, puts on his headphones, and says something to his mic, something like, something like, get her this special diamond this holiday and show her you love her forever. Presses record, text an email, hits send, and he goes, just made a thousand dollars, my friend. And I was like, what? <laughs> But that's how long he's been at oh, this, that he has people God. that just come specifically to him to have him read something and pay him that kind of money. So he's a great resource, and I, he's very receptive to questions from people. So um, Yeah, he has a, a, a Gmail account that he always puts out there Yeah, um, if you have questions for him. Uh-huh. So, Stephen, there you go. Stephen, you if go. you have questions, uh, uh, very specific questions, email uh, David and tell him you heard about him on Inside Acting, and um, you know you just had some questions for him about, you know, voiceover specific stuff. Yeah. You can also check out his website, which is demos, the number two, go, go.com. He's actually got a, a few little kind of nuggets of, uh, of advice on there as well. So we'll put that in the good stuff for this. Yeah. That'll this be in episode. the good stuff. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Hope that helps. Great. Hope that cool. helps Steven. Um, great. And so we have a, uh, voicemail. Uh, from Una Love, who's a longtime listener, uh, mm-hmm. has been following us on Twitter for a while, um, and uh, she has a, a, an interesting uh, question for us regarding jobs. She left us a basically a two-part voicemail because the first part she got she got disconnected in the middle of the call. So we're going to play the second part where she asks her question uh, and then respond. Yeah. So in the in the can. first part, she talks about sort of what her personal situation is right now about mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, balancing out her day job versus trying to act. And she's got a meeting with a commercial agent mm-hmm. and she, you know, if she gets picked up by this agent, you know, what, what should she do? Like, you yeah. know, how am I going to balance out having a steady j- day job with, you know, having like a one day's notice for a and, uh, and stuff commercial like, call. And, and like paying down debt, I think played a pretty big role. I think in she talks too. about that in the second half. I might, yeah. I might be wrong, but let's go ahead and play this uh, second half. Hi guys, it's Una Love again from Manchester, UK. My apologies, I got disconnected. So I won't repeat everything from the beginning again. Um, So my two questions are, do I wait until I have more time or even when I've paid off my debt before trying to get signed with an agent? And my second question is, I'd like to hear what kind of more unusual and especially (coughs) well-paid day jobs that people are doing or have done while they learn their craft and gain experience. Thank you very much. Absolutely love the show. Keep it up. Bye. Uh, I just we love your accent. Yeah, we we're, we're big fans. We're both so. we're both kind of swooning. <laughs> if over you want to if you want to call us and leave voicemails and that, I just talk about just read us like a recipe for deviled eggs or something. We don't care. <laughs> we'll read us a recipe that. for deviled eggs. We'll put it in the the bloopers. Like, I've always wondered if an American accent is as soothing to the ear. No, in other people's ears. I, as I, as like a French accent is to Americans. I have some. Fr- I did a show once with the National mm-hmm. Theater of Greece, and I had, I have some friends that that of course live in Athens now because they're they're from Greece, and <laughs> one of them once told me that to to Greeks, some Greeks will call us ducks because really? it sounds like we're quacking. <laughs> Oh, no, really? Yes. Yes. Oh, and I just thought that was the funniest thing. And you know what? Like, you can kind of hear it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, when I went traveling through Europe, like, one of the things that I noticed was, like, you could totally pick out the American, mm-hmm. you know, because we're loud and sometimes obnoxious. And I'm this way. I'm totally, I'm I'm crucifying myself here because <laughs> guilty I, is charged. I am so guilty. I'm, I'm you know, boisterous and an and, and extrovert and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, she said, we're, she said, you you're ducks, you quack. Quack, 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 quack. Well, you know, that's interesting because, I mean, it, you know, when, it, when you're learning dialects, you learn a lot about where, 
where the sound is placed in that culture or that, <laughs> yes. you know, and like, I remember watching the, uh, the DVD commentary for fight club and Helena Bonham Carter, who's English yeah. has an American accent in that movie. And she was talking, it was funny because Brad Pitt and Ed Norton are just like joking around with each other, the whole commentary. And she's the only one actually talking about acting stuff. <laughs> um, and she was talking about the American accent and how, our R's are very hard. We have very hard R's, and Arr. how and and how the the we place the the sound in our kind of nasal cavity mm-hmm. as opposed to the mouth or the throat. Mm-hmm. And I, when once she pointed that out, I started really listening to it. And then I actually had a, a dialect job later that year, and I was I learned about that stuff. It was, so it was really interesting yeah. to to be cognizant of that stuff. I'm doing that stuff right now um, because yeah, of the yeah, show because you your know? show, which yeah. we didn't even talk about this episode we can it's okay we can come yeah. back to it or, or talk about it in a different episode but that i mean that like i'm learning russian <laughs> i'm learning i mean which the sounds you did a couple of lines for the other day it sounded pretty cool thank you yeah i'm learning russian <laughs> i don't know what it's supposed I have to, to speak like, four languages cool. russian uh iraqi arabic and um and uh hebrew in addition to english yeah and my and my english has to be in either a Russian accent or an Israeli accent. And the Israeli is what's giving me the most difficulty because of the R's. Really? Yeah, because they're in the back of the, the throat. Yeah. So if you say something like uh, daughter, like you can't actually say the R at the end of the word. You have to say like daughter, kind wow, of. Oh, yeah. Um, and kind of swallow it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's been really hard. <laughs> and Una's going, when are you guys going to answer my I know, question? I know. Actually, um, you know what? Before <laughs> get to that dude just that brings up a thought when i was in college i dated this um this beautiful girl from canada uh from a, a province of canada that only speaks french and i remember trying to learn french and i spent went up and spent time with her family there and it was the most exhausting language because it never occurred to me that there might be sounds that we don't make in the english language oh yeah but especially in french they place it that there's just, you know the, the ugh, ugh, like i don't even know yeah. how to do it but like that sound and at the end of the day i was so beat <laughs> I was like, my throat hurts, my mouth's tired, I don't want to talk anymore. Like, it was, just, it was hard, man. It's so. funny that you mentioned French because that's actually the danger when doing an Israeli accent is mm. is sort of reverting to a French accent because I could easily say "dataya," you know, right. and then oh, it becomes yeah, it becomes yeah, yeah. French or like um, I have to say the word "certain." Are you certain? And so instead of saying. Um, uh, are you certain? Certain is like French. <laughs> yeah. very French. I thought in are your you, general direction. <laughs> are you certain? You yeah. know, I have to say, are you certain? Just no. Wow, that's very subtle, but I heard it's the difference. very subtle, but yeah. It, yeah. And yeah. So I've been like studying my hiney off for this. Um, okay. So, so anyway, how uh, do we get on the subject? Because Una's accent is Una's beautiful accent. <laughs> but um, uh, so she has a two-part question. One mm-hmm. is, um, should I wait to pursue this? Meaning, should I wait to pursue acting and pursue uh, an agent and blah 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 until I'm, you know, out of debt or or have a better job or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then, t- and the second part is, um, she wanted us to talk about crazy jobs that people have. Sure, had. and we we would like to dedicate a whole episode to that kind of thing. Yeah, well, you t- it was funny because uh, I mentioned this to to Trevor actually. He said on an episode, I can't remember if it's the last one or the one before. Or the one before that, but it was recently, <laughs> or was, the twenty before that. But <laughs> it was, them. it was no, it was in a very recent episode where you said we should dedicate a, a, a section of the of one of the podcasts yeah. or an entire episode of the podcast to like crazy day jobs and stuff. And the, like, I swear, the next day, I got this, I got this voicemail, or we got this voicemail from mm-hmm. from from Una um, or Yuna. Uh, and it was just so funny. It was like, this is like exactly what Trevor was talking about. So we want to, we want to spend some more time on that, but let's take them in order. So yeah, yeah. The, the first part I, I, I can identify with, you know, especially you and I have worked very similar jobs. In fact, the same job for a while, mm-hmm. um, where getting time off is a, was a huge obstacle. Um, and there were a lot of complications around that, um, frequently, sometimes not, but more often than not, there were, there were issues Mm -hmm. because you got to get somebody to cover your shift. And, you know, like if you don't have time, I mean, you got to run around, ask for long lunch breaks, you get very little notice. And then there's the money issue, which she brought up, you know, like paying down debt is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, when you have a lot of debt, it just hangs over your head and your entire day is like, I owe somebody money. I owe somebody money. I got to, you know, every dollar you make, it's like getting stolen from you yeah <laughs> through these interest rates and whatnot from various loans and credit cards so um it's tough but her, the, the the kind of fundamental part of her question is should i wait until i get these things in order right and i would say i would say no i would say start as soon as you can 
um, and kind of figure it out as you go along, kind of fail forward has been my mantra lately. Yeah. Because if you wait, you know, it's very easy to put it off for kind of an indefinite amount of time Mm -hmm. and you're not going to learn anything unless you start moving forward with it now. You'll learn how, I think, I think you'll be surprised, Una, or Una, I hope we're not destroying your name by mispronouncing it. <laughs> Even though she said it in her own. Did she, did she say it? Okay. She does, but it's like, it's in that accent and we can't recreate it. So. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I mean, oh, now I totally lost track of what I was saying. Um, you said start now, you'll learn. Yeah, you'll... Yeah, you'll you'll learn as you go as you go through it because you may be surprised at how flexible people are willing to be with you. I it was a surprise for me when I first started auditioning. I was like, oh, I I can take a two hour lunch today. Like, really? That's cool. Oh, okay, great. And it wasn't an issue when I was like losing sleep over it. You know, right? Uh, I, I the thing that I would say about this is just be careful in terms of like like okay, let's say you get signed by an agent, right? And then let's say you have a work commitment. And you mm. can't get out of that work commitment for like this one audition that the agent sends you out on. And then it happens again. And then maybe it happens again. That agent is going to drop you. Yeah. Like there's no, I mean, I'm not even going to try and sugarcoat that. Like they're going to drop you. So just be cognizant of that when you're making commitments and, uh, to uh, certain people and certain, you know, certain professions and your, whatever your work commitments are, be cognizant of that because, if you can't commit to going out on these auditions, then your agent is going to drop you. However, of course, having an agent means you're probably getting sent out a lot more than you are sort of self-submitting. Yeah. Um, that being said, I totally agree with Trevor. I totally agree with Trevor. I, I say fail forward and just and just go for it. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, if this is what you want to do, and that's that's a big one. If this, if, if this is what you want to do, if this is what you want to be your, your main profession, your main source of income, then you must, must, must find a job that works with that mm-hmm. or find a way of making money that works with that. Um, and it reminds me of like what Porter was saying in her episode about like that one time she like didn't have a job, had a, had, had this one job and she said, I'm, I can't come back after lunch because I have this audition or something happened. And mm-hmm. they were like, well, don't bother coming back. And she was like, okay. Yeah. And they were so surprised because they yeah. felt like they had some kind of power over her because in a, in a lot of ways, an employer does, they have this power over the Especially person. if you're in debt, it's like indentured Especially, slavery. Yeah, it can, exactly. It can feel like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and any one of us who has gone through school knows what that's all about. You yeah. know, if we, if we went and, you know, made this, uh, righteous attempt to get training for this, yeah. this profession. And yeah. now it's like, we're, you know, scrambling to, to, to pay that off. Um, it's hard. I, I, and both Trevor and I trust me, trust us, trust us when we say we completely empathize with that because we're living it right mm-hmm. now. Both of us. I mean, it's gotten, you know, that we've had um, peaks and valleys where things have been going great and things have been going, you know, terribly where the actually Trevor and I were both unemployed at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like we both had a job that was paying the bills and then we were both not you know, employed at all for, you know, a period of time. Like we've been through a lot of the same stuff and things have gotten tight and things have gotten scary. And, but, but, but you know what? On, I, I'm so thankful for that because I will never be afraid of being dirt poor ever again, because I know how to make it work. You yeah. just, you just get creative. And this is the kind of thing that I never would have discovered if I had not taken the leap, you know, to do acting. If I, if I was back in Philadelphia, still working some other job going, Ooh, do I want to do this? You know, if I hadn't come out here and gone through that, I'm, I'm not afraid of losing money again, because it's like, I know I can eat rice and beans eight days a week and be fine with it. You know, I know all these different ways to cut costs and actually, you know, make sure I pay down my debt and, and do all those things. My, uh, the director of the last show that I did said something to me where he, he said, he said, well, he, first of all, he said, you know, you're, you're, you're a strong enough actor. You're going to be sought out at some point. It's only a matter of time. And he said, don't be afraid to say no. Um, and he was talking about jobs, like acting jobs. Don't be afraid to turn jobs don't down. Don't be afraid to turn on jobs down. And then immediately after that, of course, because they kind of go hand in hand, he said, embrace poverty. Hmm. And I was like, uh, and of course I'm sitting there shitting my pants, you know, excuse my French, 
shitting my pants. Uh, <laughs> I'm sitting there, you know, crapping my pants going, uh, wow. Okay. So, you know, that's cool, I guess. Embrace yeah. poverty. Okay. All right. How do I live with that? But it's true. Like the two of us have come up with very creative ways of living uh-huh. and they're, and they're based <laughs> and on skill sets, you know, and surviving. And also I think poverty is more a mindset than it is an actual financial condition. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to, uh, well, Brian, Brian, episode yeah, Brian two, I believe yeah, one of our first guests changing your relationship with money. Yeah. You know, uh, it's very important. Um, yeah, you know, if you, I, you, I think you've listened to all the episodes, but if not, I would say go back and listen to episode two. I, I mentioned a really good book that I've now read twice, I think in that episode called Your Money or Your Life, that has been just revel, like a massive revelation for me on what money is. And I, I won't go into the details here, but it's like, I would, I wish I could just give that book to everybody that I know because it, it changed the way I look at money. It changed the way I look at lifestyle. It changed the way I look at consumer culture and capitalism, everything. And it really, took a weight off my shoulders when it comes to the whole acting lifestyle and the, you know, quote unquote requirement that we have to, as actors to be, you know, suffering for our art, which is just not true, but there are points where that does happen. And it's just like it, it that book just made me be cool with it. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I'm not, I'm not trying to keep up with the Joneses anymore, you yeah. know, because it doesn't matter to me anymore, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a measuring of priorities. Yeah, uh, I guess is the biggest thing, you know, if you, if you want to do this, <clears throat> if this is what you want to do as your profession, then, you know, it's about priorities and I'm not trying to be like a, I'm trying to lecture anybody, you know, like get your priorities straight. It's not about that. It's, um, you know, if this job is paying the bills and paying that and helping you to pay down your debt, um, you know, I, and and at the same time, you can't get out to go to an audition. It may be time to find another job. Mm-hmm. As scary as that might be, especially in this economy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the jobless rate in uh, the UK is like right now, but mm. you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's a scary thought, but it's something to consider. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they, they may be, I mean, honesty, I think goes a long way. If you're dishonest with them and they value your contribution to the company, I'm sure there, there very well may be a compromise you can come to. And if not the second part of her question, what yeah, are some what odd, are some odd jobs, jobs that, that the, actors keep? Yeah. Um, I mean, you name it, dude. I, I know lots of actors who have not only kept odd day jobs, but also started their own odd day jobs. Yeah. My friend, Anna, who I really want to get on the podcast, she's been a, a very successful actor these past few years. Um, when she first came out of here, she started the dog walking company just like, and I, I'm thinking like, how do you make money walking dogs? Like really? Yeah. But she literally, she went, she did all the research on, on LLCs and corporations and tax incentives and all that stuff. And, and she created a company called K nine. And for a year and a half, her, she, her car was just full of dogs that she would just pick up, take to running in Canyon or somewhere and take for a walk and then drop them off. And she would, you know, offer to bathe them and do all this stuff. And then a year and a half later, I think she sold the company, um, and was able to live pretty well off that for a year or two. Wow. Yeah. It's like, it's so cool, but it's like, these are the little things that you think nobody values or that nobody wants, or it's not a legitimate job, but that turns out to be something perfect for an actor. Yeah. Yeah, if there's and especially if there's something that you're passionate about, um, like you know, uh, Trev, you being really you know, like you're a musician, you've been really getting like this whole recording thing and stuff like that. So you're like, okay, well maybe I can do people's voiceover demos. Boom, voiceover demos dot yeah net right. Uh, or, that, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, uh, if you if you can find something you're passionate about, that helps. Um, I have just kind of gone from, you know, retail job to retail job to um, working in theaters to doing private computer consultation to teaching um, acting classes. And when I say acting classes, I'm not saying like how to act, but um, uh, I teach this workshop called Digital Actor Workshop, which is just um, helping um, actors uh, learn how to use their technology to make their lives easier and smoother. And um, mm-hmm. send me an email if you want a class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like we just kind of like I, I feel as though my 
income and, and any actor's income is never coming from the same mm-hmm. place. It's always at least two or three streams. It seems to me. Yeah. And, but, but one thing, even that's if cool you were, is- even if you were acting, yeah. On a regular basis, it would be coming from multiple places. Multiple you know, jobs. it's like when I did my taxes this year, and uh, you know, Chuck was, Chuck Sloan was saying, you know, actors walk in here sometimes like fourteen W twos or whatever because yeah. you just have so many different jobs, and it's not necessarily like this day job and then you got fired, and then you got this day job and then you quit, and then you got this day job and then you left because you had an acting gig. Mm-hmm. It's people going in because they had got, you know, 14 acting gigs and there's all these W2s and then there's residuals and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, um, being comfortable with multiple revenue streams has been a kind of a scary thing for me. Cause I'm like, uh, wait, am I going to be, uh, I got to do math. Like yeah, maybe yeah, able yeah. to pay the rent at the beginning of the month every time. I'm like, uh, you know? Yeah. So but what's, what's really cool about this is that both you and I and Anna, the, the other example we mentioned, we all kind of looked at our our skills and things that we maybe enjoy doing and we just totally innovated. I mean, not, yeah. not to, not to, you know, say that we're all great or everything, but I mean, it's been working so far and then that's what any entrepreneur or business starter, I guess does is they look at the skills they have and what they enjoy to do and they, they see if there's a need there. And I, I know, I know, and you don't have to do that. I mean, I know actors that have started uh, laundry businesses where they literally just go around to people's houses, pick up their laundry wash it, bring it back, fold it and bring it back. Um, another actor I know, um, bought and sold vending machines. Um, and that was like a source of, uh, passive income because, you know, the vending machine sits there and that they've got to pay, I don't know, some sort of licensing fee or something, or he gets money off the snacks that are sold. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff, but I mean, you don't have to be a waiter or a bartender or a, a personal assistant or anything like that. You know, there's a yeah. lot of things you can do or two good books. Um, one I have not read and one I have read what color is your parachute is a really great book that I have not read, but that apparently assists with the, what am I good at? What could I, what could I, how could I make a business kind of question? Mm-hmm. And the other one is a four hour work week by yeah. Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss. And he talks Love about, he talks about information products, creating information products. What, what skill do you have kind of mastery over or what area of life do you know more than others about? Mm-hmm. You don't have to be an expert, but what have you read a few more books than most people about? Mm-hmm. Can you make that into some sort of information product, whether it's an ebook, whether it's an interview with, with people like, you know, kind of like we're doing, but they would maybe sell it on a monthly CD or something. I mean, there's lots of weird, cool things that you can do mm-hmm. that will allow you to support your acting habit. <laughs> it's, it's a habit now. Yeah, it's oh, a habit. Man. Oh, uh, man. So, um, do we have any other questions or was that it for this I think episode? that's it. I think that's it. I think, that, I think cool. that we got... So, if you guys have a question, uh, email us, insideactingpodcast at gmail.com. You can drop us an MP3 there or, of course, leave us a voicemail at uh, 2132actors. Yes. Cool. Well, let's jump into this part two with uh, commercial casting director Lori Records. Yes. Uh, great. Even more good stuff here. Uh, yeah. Guys, uh, I hope you enjoy. What is it like for you from the moment you get a job? I mean, like, or, or how do you even get the job? I mean, can you explain kind of the process? The process. Because it's, you know, I mean, actors, it's very easy to get intimidated by casting directors and directors and, you know, all this stuff because it's like, they seem like these larger than life entities, but they're just people well, who are working. You know what it is, is it's what Bruce Smith said in uh, episode eight or whatever his episode was, is oh, we see them as gatekeepers. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> as opposed to seeing them as people. Yeah, you know, um, and and you know, you, you you guys. I mean, as casting directors, sometimes you have agents, right, and like people that sort of set you up on on jobs, and like there's this whole sort of process of getting you work as well. So I'm I'm interested, just like Trevor, in hearing about that actually process. the the process of of getting work. I think is very similar to actors. I'm just asking for work from different people. You know, actors are are um, having trying to form relationships with uh, casting directors. I am forming relationships with producers and directors, so I have to network just like you guys have to. Um, I have a reel. I have to show. You know, I my resume is 
the commercials that I have cast. And if you look at my website, you'll see, you know, the commercials up there and whatnot. So um, I am seeking work and seeking to get to know producers and directors all the time. And, and like it goes in this business, it is about who you know. And, and I think if you're a likable person, if you are a good person to work with, and, and I would say that that is so much the same for actors too, that it's so important to be a nice, likable person, a nice, likable actor. It's one of my very favorite things to say to you guys. Never underestimate the power of being a nice, likable actor. Um, and I can touch on that in a minute. But So it's important for me as a casting director to be a joy to work with as well. Um, so when I am awarded a job, uh, it happens very fast. I hardly ever know more than a day in advance and it may even be like an hour. Um, and it's just a mad dash to get all the information that I need to, you know, put it on LA casting and get it out to the agents and or actors, depending on what type of job it is. Um, get those submissions, you know, in a perfect world, I w wrote an article about this. I write a monthly article, commercial um, actors LA should casting. never yeah. for LA casting. Yeah, and, that. um, several months ago I, I wrote about here, here it is guys from my side. This is how it works. Here's the perfect world. And here's how it usually works. <laughs> so, uh, you know, in my perfect world, I find out I have a job. I get the information one day. I post the information that day. I go through submissions the following day. Then I, you know, schedule, put together the schedule. Then, you know, it's this sort of like nice, relaxed. I have, I have everything I need and all the time I could possibly want. But actually, it never goes that way. You know, I'm told that I'll have all the information I need by this time. It's the next day that I get it. And, uh, oh, and can we actually start casting tomorrow instead of the following day? It's, it's a fast process. So it's really me throwing information up. Uh, and getting it out there, getting submissions of which there are thousands, many, many, many thousands, and going through them truly at lightning speed sometimes, and mm -hmm. uh, which is why it's so important that you have a great headshot, certainly commercially, um, you know, because I am looking over them very quickly. You've got, you know, half a second and a little tiny thumbnail to grab my attention. Then I'll look at your resume. Oh, you don't have a resume up? Forget about it. I won't take you seriously. You know, so you've got to make sure that you have all of your stuff um, together and, and as perfect as you could possibly have it. Um, but quite often, I'll get the information. I will put it out and and probably make selects that same day and put a schedule out. So the prep day is crazy busy. Uh, and then the following day, I very possibly will be casting. Um, wow. And, you know, and they'll send me a script. Great. I'll post that. And then the next morning, I've got a new script. Oh, we rewrote this here. Can you use this instead? You know, and I've already started my session. And so it's like, stop the session quick, you know, print this, get copies of this, get this, get these to the actors. Cause I want you guys to be the best that you can possibly be. And I'm like, Oh shoot, that stinks when that happens because I know it's tough on you guys too, that you're like, oh, I prepared the wrong stuff. Now I've got to readjust and, and do it all over again. Um, so it's a crazy pace. Uh, uh, that we have to deal with, and then therefore you have to deal with too. It's just how it is in commercials. And uh, the more you can handle it and the more you can roll with it, the better for you. Uh -huh. you know? um, I want to rewind it back a second to talk about two things. One, the headshot situation, and two, the number of submissions that you get. So you're saying like you get thousands and thousands of submissions. Regarding that, <clears throat> I'm wondering about... Um, I don't know how to phrase this question. I guess, uh, do you look for agencies? Like, do you, you know, does, do certain agencies sort of rise to the top for you when you're looking at submissions? Because we've had this sort of debate on the podcast and with our listeners and with some of our guests about, you know, the sort of quote-unquote name brand agency and what that can kind of do for you in terms of submissions. I think it depends on how much time I have. I think it depends on, you know, what the job is requiring. So I would say that the answer is not always the same. Um, if I have all all the time in the world, which is never never <laughs> happens uh, in commercials, but if I have some time, um, I would like to say 
actually, I don't look that much at, you know, who your agent is. It's more about looking at your headshots and, you know, the luxury of, of pouring over your resume and, and stuff like that. When I've got the time, uh, I would say it doesn't play as big of a part in when I have a lot less time. I don't have the time to pour over the submissions. It's got to happen faster. Um, I will certainly sometimes, uh, you know, if I'm like looking between two actors or, or whatever, and, and they both look the same to me, um, I'll go with the agency that I trust, um, you know, and that mm. may come down to meaning, uh, you know, speaking of no shows and, and stuff like that, uh, I don't have any time for people not coming. So if there's a doubt, I'm going to go with the proven agency that seems to be able to get their actors there on time and, uh, you know, their, their actors are more reliable versus an agency that I don't know so well or have had bad experiences with in the past. Um, you know, it's like, well, will this actor show up? I, I don't know. And you know what? I haven't got the time to deal with that. So I'm going to go with the proven, the proven agency. So, um, you know, I may look at agency for that. I may, if it's a really last minute, like, it's one o'clock in the afternoon and I just get a call that there's a new role uh, and I need to see these people at the end of the day, you know, so it's one, I have no submissions and you know, five o'clock wow. I need to have people in my studio. Um, you know, it's a mad dash, uh, quick, throw the information out, try to grab some submissions, but then might be another time that I go with, some proven agencies of who can really get their talent here by five o'clock who, you know, is so on top of their talent that they will get them on the phone immediately, not three hours later, who will find a way they'll get there. Lori, don't worry. They'll be there. Great. That's what I need in that situation. I, I haven't got time to gamble. I can't hope. I can't guess that they're, you know, going to make it. It has to happen, and it has to happen fast. So that might be when that makes more of a difference to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, the second part of the question, headshots, I'm actually going to roll into that because you mentioned it during the answer to the last question is resumes. So you said you know, if you have the luxury of time, you will sometimes pour over people's resumes. So what do you look for in headshots, and what do you look for in resumes? You know... <sighs> I wish I was a better headshot expert or I wish I was better at articulating what I, <laughs> what I like about headshots and what I don't. There is a, there's a quality that's sort of, that I have yet to be able to articulate, articulate. Um, but, uh, it's, it's always good to have a nice professional headshot. And of course I can't, I can't express uh, more strongly how important it is that you actually look like your headshot. And I can't tell you how many actors do not. And it makes me want to kill them <laughs> when they come. Truly, that's like the worst. That ruins my day. It's a waste you of know. everybody's time. Oh, gosh. It's a disaster. I mean, it's, it's a casting disaster when you do not look like your headshot. Mm. Um, but a good professional headshot, um, meaning that if your friend took it in the backyard... I just have a hard time taking you seriously. I question what caliber of, of actor is going to walk in my door. It makes me nervous. And, and again, there's, there's no room for air in commercials. There just, there isn't time. Um, so, uh, a good, good professional headshot, good eyes, good energy in the shot. Um, a good up of your face, a headshot versus your body shot, you know, as, as your main photo, granted, it's good to have a body shot in as one of your additional photos or whatever, the more information you can give me, the better, because then I have only a better idea who, of who's going to be walking through the door. So that's a great thing. Um, but, uh, and as far as a resume goes, I look for credits just like anybody else does. I look at your training. I, I like theater actors. Um, I'm partial to them uh, for obvious reasons. I value training. I value theater. Um, so I'm just going to look and see what you've done, and I'm going to see who you've worked with. And if I happen to know those people, and uh, uh, you know, and certainly if if we're looking for a special skill or or improv or something, of course I'm very specifically looking for those things. But um, I also have a hard time taking you seriously if if you haven't got your resume posted. And, and there's this myth in commercials that 
that you really don't have to have had any training and you really don't have to have a resume and you know and some people just can't be bothered with posting their resume on their LA casting account you know yeah. i see that they're sag aftra and equity and yet they have no resume posted it it's maddening and and i will skip over you it's like i don't know if you're not taking commercials seriously which is fine you know you don't have to do them i won't make you do them but mm-hmm. uh I need to look at your resume. And, you know, so many commercial directors are also aspiring, if not already, film directors, and they value your resume as well. So we're often asked to bring in some people with good credits, bring in good theatrical people, bring in really good actors. You know, even this this last job uh, that I did that had no dialogue whatsoever, the director was very keen on having good actors. And... Um, said it 10 times about, well, you know, this guy's a really good actor and, you know, this guy isn't as strong of an actor. And, you know, and this was for a commercial that was no dialogue whatsoever. Um, you know, it's important to everybody. So, so uh, don't skip out on your resume for commercials. That's, it's a bad move. Do you play a role as a consultant ever when the directors are, are making that, that choice? Absolutely. I mean, and it depends on the director and, you know, some don't want to have, don't want to hear anything <laughs> from you. Like I stand in the corner and smile and be very quiet, you know, say, do you need some coffee? Uh, uh, but other, uh, other directors, and especially when they're in a quandary, you know, like, oh, I really like these two actors. These two actors are great. And I can't decide who should be my first choice and who should be my backup. Lori, what do you think? And, um, and sometimes I don't have anything to say at all. And sometimes I do. And, and that could be anything from, you know what, I've seen this guy on stage before. I've seen, you know, I saw him do this. I've seen him do this. Uh, wow, what a great guy. Um, or I also might say, uh, this one is a little bit harder to work with. This one's a little uh, grumpy. This one, uh, you got a little attitude there, you know, just giving you the heads up that if that matters to you on set, which of course it does, <laughs> um, you know, if, if you're truly, you know, either one would be fantastic as far as you're concerned, this guy's got an attitude and this guy is sweet as pie. Uh, wow. Yeah. So again, never underestimate the power of being a nice, likable actor. Do you, do you see that make a difference? Um, I mean, like, like, uh, in your experience, I guess, have you ever, can you think of any specific situations where that exact thing has happened and the director's been like, okay, well, let's go with the guy who's cool? Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Pretty often? Uh, yeah. <laughs> often, um, it doesn't come up. My opinion isn't asked that often. Uh-huh. When it does come up, it always makes a difference. Wow. And, but I would also say that it makes a difference just in me even calling you in. I think that there is. There's a notion uh, amongst actors that that I don't necessarily like or I might advise against uh, sort of leaning this way uh, that that casting directors need us. They need us. So um, and I and I think it comes from trying to be empowered, which I think is a great thing. So I uh, but I hear actors talk about, you know, screw them. They need us. You know, they need us to make them look good and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, maybe, you know, I don't know that I would take that approach. Um, why not just be a, a nice, hardworking, prepared, likable actor? Um, you know, and and something that's crazy, you know, I've been in casting now for almost four years. Uh, and for the most part, I've been very behind the scenes. No one knows what I look like. Nobody could pick me out of a crowd. Um, you know, for a long time, no one even knew my name and, and all that kind of stuff. But I know who tons and tons and tons of actors were. So I would be at, you know, the grocery store or yoga or whatever. And so not even, I don't even necessarily mean in the lobby at my auditions, although it's important to, to be lovely there, but just being out in the community, this is Los Angeles, there are actors everywhere and I know who you are. So when I see you you know, throwing a tantrum at Starbucks and, you know, torturing the poor barista. And, and I feel bad for them because I used to be used one. To <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I'm like, ooh, ick, that's, you know. And, and when, when I'm looking at submissions, uh, 
there are 10 people I can call in. And if I think you're a jerk, I'm not going to call you in (laughs) because I've got nine others that I can call in. So it's not like I'm, you know, oh, shoot, I have to call this guy in because he's my only hope. No, 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 no. There's a lot of actors out there. It's I have a choice to call in, you know, who I respect and and think are, are really lovely people in addition to being really great actors. So I have the luxury of making that choice. So so I would say it behooves, well, you know, it just behooves you to be a nice person all the time. But uh, I think that it can and does affect your acting career as well. And, and at times that you wouldn't even think, you know, you think you're so far off the radar and the grid. Oh, no, this town is full of directors and producers and casting directors. You don't know what they look like, but they probably know what you look like. Right, so, right, right. you know, watch out. I've had a few experiences where I've walked into a room and they'd be like, oh, Trevor, hey, how's it going? I saw you in such and such. And, and, or, you know, or, or, or I'll recognize them and realize that I was next to them at the grocery store getting potato salad. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Absolutely. I hope I was in a good mood that day. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean, you know, and we're not perfect all the time. Nobody is, you know, sure, so it's sure. not, you know, I don't want to put that kind of pressure on you. Holy smokes. Yeah. Uh, but in general, just, you know, keep it in check. You know what? I just had a revelation. Um, this is amazing because I just realized. I mean, I think everybody should do this, but artists, especially anybody in creative work, I re- just listening to you here just made me realize that that half, probably more than half of the, of our job as somebody who's creating and and, and communicating through ex- expression, expression and things like that, is just taking care of yourself spiritually and making sure you're in a good place and, and centering yourself and checking in with yourself on that level throughout the day. Of course. And being like, am I living up to the, the you know, my highest integrity? Am I being the, the, the most kind of caring person I can be? You know, I mean, there's right. a million ways you could rephrase that. Of course. But, but, right. If you're walking around a bitter, angry person all the time, you know, which is just sort of miserable for you and everyone else anyway, you know, there are a lot of good reasons to, to work on changing that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and your career is actually one of them. Yeah. Uh, it's one of many reasons, uh-huh. but yeah. Uh, when, um, when actors, uh, hang out with, you know, there seems to be like really some positive and proactive actors out there and there's like power groups and all that kind of stuff which i am personally a fan of i I just think that um positive proactive actors are amazing and they inspire me and i like them um and and i also know that there are actors out there that seem to belong to some sort of bitter club and and they hang out with people like them and and uh i would really caution um hanging out you know, with that sort of group of people who just complain about the profession and, and all of the lousy things about it and how hard it is and, and, mm. and uh, how frustrated you are I, all the time. Um, of course you get frustrated. Of course you've got to talk it out. Of course you, you know, that's important. But when you're hanging out with those people all the time, oof, that's tough stuff because uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, be like them and in two seconds you know it will rub off and uh nobody wants to hang out with the complaining bitter actor you don't want them in your lobby you don't want them infecting other actors in your lobby you don't uh you don't want them in your room you don't want your director isn't going to like them you know yeah yeah jack canfield calls it the ain't it awful club (laughs) He's a he's a inspirational writer <laughs> right. and, and speaker, and he calls it the Ended Awful Club. And other people call them crabs, you know, because when crabs are in a bucket and one tries to cl- climb out, all the other crabs grab onto it and pull them back right. in. I've never seen that, but I think it's 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 incredible that it happens, and and there are certainly people like that. Yeah, I've I've been in not necessarily the lobby of a audition with those people, but you know, maybe in a show with them or mm-hmm. just like, you know, as an actor, you're always hanging around areas. Where we're going to see other actors, theaters, you know, lobbies of audition rooms, so on and so forth. And like, it always like, <clears throat> I've never been able to sort of put my finger on what really, really bothered me about that. And then this conversation is it, it just like, it just gets to me. I'm just like, why are you even doing this? If you're, if this, if this is how you walk around in your life, then choose a different 
path, a different p- well, profession. And especially I mean, because we get screwed a lot as actors. <laughs> I'll give you that. Like, like you know, with all, you know stuff that's a, a lot of times out of our control with like you know union contracts and debate. You know, the whole like you know strikes that have been happening lately and all of that stuff. Like, you know, stuff happens to us like that is sometimes out of our control, and I get that. But that doesn't make it any more difficult than it was yesterday. And the day before that, and the day before that, and 2,000 years ago when it started, you know? Like, it's it's always been this tough. Um, I think what you said earlier, Trev, about, you know, making sure you're sort of centered as a person. Like, well, first mm. of all, I hope that we're nice people. <laughs> you and I, first of all. And second of all, I think, you know, you said it's like more than half your job. I think 100% of the time, it is your job to be a human being. Mm-hmm. 100% of the time, whether you're quote-unquote on stage or off. Yeah. That's your job, is right. to be a human being. And it involves being compassionate and, and understanding and, and responsible and living with integrity and, like, I mean... But it, it just it just hit me that I was like, oh, wow, like, in a, in a business that is such a relationship business and in a, in, in a craft that is so much about expression and connecting with people, like, nobody wants to connect with somebody who's constantly in that place. And, you know, we all deal with different things throughout our lives. And I know that it's a roller coaster, you know, highs and lows, but, you know, generally speaking, <laughs> like, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Positive. Yes. Yeah. That's wonderful. Handle it with grace, yeah. you know. Well, we're, we're getting to the, probably to the end here. Um, so what, one question we always like to ask our guests, um, as um, one question we like to ask our guests is kind of like as we wrap up is, is if you had to really distill your experience and your knowledge um, into one nugget of advice that you could give somebody, what would that nugget of advice be? Well, since I already said my favorite phrase of, of never underestimate the power of being a nice, likable actor, I would also say control what you can control. Uh, just just like you guys were saying, some stuff is out of your control, and in you know stuff happens to actors, contracts, blah blah blah. Um, but there are things that are in your control, and you can be proactive, and you can't you don't have to sit and wait for the phone to ring. You don't have to you know hope that you get lucky. You don't have to sit idle and you know cross your fingers. Uh, there's a lot that you can do. There's a lot that you need to do the, the, that's required of you as an actor. You know, you need to keep up your training. You need to make sure that your tools are all in place. You know, your headshot, your resume, your reel. Um, are you building relationships? Are you are you networking? Are you what you know? What are you doing? Mm. Um, so, I think so often actors feel powerless and and. And I don't believe that. And uh, I would urge I would urge you to change your thinking if, if that's how you feel, that, that everything is just happening to you and, and you have nothing to do but sit on your hands and, and hang out and hope. Um, there's a lot that is within your power. And if you're not doing something every day, um, you know, proactively, I think that you're, you're falling down on the job. Hmm. That's wonderful. And that's so in line with things that we've spoken about on the podcast. Yeah. So, wow. Fantastic. V- validity of philosophy. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Fully, fully believe it. Absolutely. You're cool. not wasting your time. You're not spinning your wheels. Uh, you know, don't leave it up to your agent. Don't, you know, geez, avoid the, the desire to say that's their job. I'm just, you know, now that I've got an agent, I'm just going to kick back. You, are you kidding me? Because there's a hundred other actors out there who are not kicking back, who are in a partnership with their agent, mm-hmm. who are just actively pursuing it every day. And that's what you have to do. And and I think it will make you feel good. I, I don't think it has to be a drag that, ugh, I got to do something for my career today. It's like, oh, what a, what a gift. What a great thing. You know, look at it that way and get excited about it. And what can I do today? great. This is my goal. This is what I'm going to do. Um, and I think it just keeps you away from the pity me. I'm a bitter actor syndrome. You know, it doesn't have to be like that. There's, there's a lot of power in your hands. Just make sure that you do something with it. It's fantastic. That's amazing. That, that <laughs> totally just inspired me. I'm, I'm like, oh, what am I doing today? Besides <laughs> recording this podcast, right? there's got to be something I can do. Um, yeah. 
Thank you so much, Lori. This is amazing. Um, we're so happy to have you on the podcast, and um, we really appreciate you coming by. Thank you. Thank cool. you for having me. All right, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that part two interview with Lori Records. <laughs> she, with the, the ultimate noodle bake at the end. Yeah. We all just kind of like went, whoa. Yeah, yeah. When we stopped recording this, <laughs> we just tell people this. When we stopped recording this, I'm not kidding. There was at least 15, 20 seconds of silence where we all just kind of sat there and absorbed what we had just... I think I think you and I sat Mutually there and Lori learned. smiled at us, watching yeah. us absorb. It. Watching us absorb. Yeah, <laughs> we she were was like, like oh. "Oh, they're so cute." And we were like, "We <laughs> yeah. uh, wow." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was really really great stuff. And I, I told her, you know, I thought it was the perfect combination of like really practical, pragmatic things that you can, that actors can apply every day, like things like why isn't your resume on LA casting? Um, it was the perfect combination of that kind of stuff and you know the philosophy of you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Of of what we what we do and and yeah you know, which, and of being a good person and all yeah that stuff. and that was the part that really as as you heard in the interview that really got me <clears throat> um, and I really I really want to see if we can get somebody like that on the podcast I think hopefully you guys would find it useful if we had somebody who was a little more into the kind of new age woo woo internal wellness <laughs> woo woo uni, uni, universe type thing I mean I I very much am a believer of that you know the secret kind of stuff I mean maybe not as explicitly as it's portrayed but I do believe there's an element of that to everything um that kind of stuff that's like oh yeah just think about it and it will come into your life I mean I don't think it's as magical as that I think there's scientific we could get into this if we want to, but um, a thing called the reticular activating system, which is in your, the part of your brain that's responsible for filtering out the thousands of things that you're that you are hearing and feeling and sensing and thinking about every second, and so that part of your brain just focuses on the things that are in your consciousness and subconscious and what you want, what you tell it you want. Yeah. So if you just say, "Gosh, I really want a dog," you're going to start seeing dogs around. You never saw them before because your reticular activating system was filtering them out. Uh, but but you start seeing them now because it's like you've told your system, tell me about these, show me these when they right, show up. Right. But I mean, but on top of that, I think there is an element to it that's like, well, yeah, I mean, there's there's pieces of the human psyche and, and the way the world works that we don't understand and that we can only explain through books and movies like The Secret. <laughs> well, I think that... Um as actors, we have so many things that do distract us and so many things that sort of cause us distress, you know, that I think that, it, um, it might, it might be interesting to have a guest on yeah, to kind of talk yeah. about, you know, how to, how to decompress, decompress, after. focus yourself, um, you know, put things in. Uh, in your life into some kind of um, order uh-huh. and by order I don't mean like a, a very rigid structure I'm just saying like being able to compartmentalize and say that was an audition that I just had and I don't have to have it affect you know my relationship with this person mm-hmm. and vice versa yeah. which may ultimately be more important if you're really focused on your acting career like I don't have to let this fight that I just had with my best friend affect this audition that I'm about to walk in on or yeah. something like that. Yeah. It might be interesting to, uh, to have somebody like that on the, on the yeah. podcast. And Peter Bedard's interview, I think it was episode nine. Yeah. T- touched on that a he little bit, that. a little yeah. bit. And he does some, a lot of, a lot of, uh, hypnotherapy, which touches very much on that kind of thing. But so it might be interesting to have some of that, not hypnotherapy on the podcast. It'd be really boring. <laughs> it would podcast. be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to get hypnotized. Now. <laughs> Welcome to episode 20. <laughs> <laughs> guys got right. it's just an hour and a half of yeah. silence <laughs> all right for episode 23 <laughs> cool so um thank you for listening guys you know where to get a hold of us you can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash inside acting follow yes. us we'll follow you back um <laughs> uh you can also follow uh, uh our, our individual account individual accounts is that uh, right pers- personal accounts, personal accounts? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm at twitter.com slash digital actor. <laughs> I am twitter.com slash Trevor Algott. Uh, fan us on Facebook. 
Uh, you can write us a review on iTunes. Yes, please. Write please us a review on iTunes. We've got gotten so many great reviews there. Yeah, we just great want comments. more. We're getting greedy. Um, send us a voicemail at one two one three two actors. That's one two one three two 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 eight six seven seven. I love that they have that memorized. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty. Every every episode, I'm like, what is it again? And then you just <laughs> say it, and I'm like, oh, okay, oh cool. yeah. Uh, and then, of course, last but not least, you guys can. Send us your money. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we do this podcast out of pocket, as many of our longtime listeners know, um, and um, we do it, of course, for you guys. We want to learn as much as we can from as many different sources as we can, um, but it's not free or even cheap to do. So um, any amount of money that you guys can donate to the podcast gets directly funneled back into it. Covers things like travel expenses, file hosting, uh, the equipment that we bought, actually just for this episode. Um, so all that stuff just goes right back into making a better podcast. So click on the donate button on the right hand side of the website. It's all done through PayPal. It's secure and it is 100% tax deductible. If you're an actor, just write it off as an education expense. Yep. Yepers. Um, so, uh, to play us out today, to play us out, we have, um, some of our first ever user generated, uh, content for the podcast, uh, Essentially, uh, one of our longtime listeners decided that he wanted to make something for us, and we absolutely love it. And we love that there's somebody actually out there doing this. If you have an idea, you want to like I don't know, paint a picture, or <laughs> like make something like this, or make a song, or give us a piece of music that you want us to like use as like the intro and outro music, or whatever, yeah, yeah. we're totally up for using uh, user generated content as part of our podcast. So. You want to kind of give a little explanation of this? Sure, yeah. We've got uh, a listener um, who's been very supportive of us. His name's Daniel Pierce. You can follow him on Twitter at twitter.com slash depthpersuasion. Um, and Daniel just recorded this really cool little commercial for us, <laughs> yeah, basically. It is, yeah, it's, it's basically like a commercial. <laughs> so uh, so uh, that's gonna, how we're going to end the episode today. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you guys in episode 24. Right. For Inside Acting, I'm AJ Meyer. I'm Trevor Helgott. Take care. Actors, are you at times overwhelmed with where to start learning the right information about how to be a successful working actor? I know I am. And the Inside Acting Podcast is for people like us. It's a podcast by actors, for actors, and anyone working their way into the entertainment industry. AJ and Trevor bring in seasoned business professionals from across the spectrum of the film industry. From actors to casting directors to filmmakers and even filmmaking entrepreneurs, they offer a wealth of valuable information to get you the answers that you need. Save time, energy, and money by going to the iTunes store at your convenience and stream or download the Inside Acting Podcast. Or just visit their website at InsideActingPodcast.com. Inside Acting Podcast. Cracking the code to success in the industry. One conversation at a time.